0: With I want to know, and we have some special guests today, some fellow podcasters from uh, the 2A Street. We have Aaron Kamamito, Kamitomo, and Abe Mueo. Chia,
1: chia, chia. Nice. He usually likes it when you like do something special like M A W O I O A B E E E E. He usually it, likes those saying? kind of things. see, now he's getting engaged. i Feel
2: like I'm a You know what I'm saying?
0: He was all quiet sitting there, oh, yeah, yeah. mellow. <laughs> Turn the mics on and off. He goes. Yeah, no,
1: that's that's how it all works. I mean, it's it's funny because throughout the week, uh, we'll sit there and we'll text each other like one or two sentences, yeah. like it's nothing. But as soon as we talk, like we don't when when we get together in the morning. We don't even uh, say anything. It's yeah. only when the mic's wrong. Suddenly <laughs> the whole world comes <laughs> out. Right. So just flip that switch yeah, for you guys. Yeah, you it's, you it's totally different.
0: So, so I was just asking you guys before uh, we turn the mics on, I still get nervous before I do a podcast, and I don't know why. Like, it's so silly. Most of the time, there are people I know and they're friends, but there's just this anxiety, like, I want to make this good. Yeah. And uh, I asked you guys about uh, whether or not you get nervous.
1: Yeah, so so I, I don't anyways anymore because, uh, I mean... Abe and I used to have some really good conversations prior to us watching this, and uh, truly, it's just a couple of guys getting together, and uh, I have so much to learn from this guy that everything is just a learning experience for me. I just ask him the guy questions the only
0: difference is we have microphones in front of us yeah so it's just a conversation it's so. funny how the microphone changes it for a lot of people though mm-hmm. we've had a few guests on here where they were super awesome before they got on and as soon as the mic got in front of them they're like you had to dig the, <laughs> <laughs> the information out of them
1: yeah i mean for us we uh, we don't normally record live either so it's just really easy for us to to just have the mentality that if we don't like something we'll just delete it or, or edit, edit it, it or something like that yeah. so so if you can get past that knowing that you're in control of it then you're okay when you go sure. live it's a little bit different I, I get a little bit more nervous and i do more head <laughs> actions and stuff but uh going go when you
0: can just not even post it is, is totally fine very so cool. so why did you guys do start the podcast it's very inspirational by the way no man you, should, you <laughs> should tell what you
1: think
2: because i always like say it the way that i imagined it but i don't know yeah. if you saw it the same way <laughs> oh man it's the same way you now i'm saying like I, i'm a writer you know and my dog came out, through He's like, yo, I got this idea, you know what I'm saying, let's, let's get this thing uh, where we can uh, actually do a podcast, you know, and we just uh, started out, so it's his brainchild, you know what I'm saying, and he- here we are. <laughs> 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 so no massive motivation, just like, that'd be really cool to record our
0: conversation. Yeah, you them. know,
1: I, I actually don't know what my original, original motivation was to actually yeah. engage Abe. Um, I ran into him at a at a youth event once, and was just like, I want to know who's teaching my kids. Yeah. So I introduced myself to him, and then after a while, I was like, well, Wait a minute, this guy's way more than than what he just appears to be. You know, just as a youth leader, because he's very quiet as a youth leader too. You know, and then, but as we got to know each other, I'm like, wait a minute, you do all this kind of stuff. And then I checked out his website, it's amowayo.com And then you realize that he's got all this content yeah. and I'm like, for whatever reason triggered, it's not that it was bad, but I said, you know, we're in a digital age. I think I can help you get online kind of thing and, and get a podcast for you. And I got all this video equipment and stuff that I'm not using. What do you say we try a couple of things? So the whole intention was actually to take his brand yeah. and, and lift it up. And then I was going to be the guy in the back. And then one day we were just sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> let's just talk. Yeah. yeah. And now we're, so October was two years of kind of meeting each other. And then cool. coming May is going to be two years of on the air. And, uh, and and for whatever reason we just show up on a Saturday morning and there's always something to talk about we've, we've yet to sit there and go man I don't know let's just go home <laughs> that, that
0: was part of my motivation too I would go on Saturdays and have coffee with my friends, and i would be like six or seven hours we never run out of stuff mm-hmm. to say like it's you know the, the people I hang around with are very much into like self-awareness and self-betterment and so they're always reading something that I don't have time to read or you know listening to something that I don't and so that's the reason I was like why are we recording this this yeah. is good stuff uh-huh, for people uh-huh. so so started inviting my friends on, and then uh, you know I met you guys. You guys were actually the the inspiration for me to actually oh, go ahead yeah, that's and cool do and it. Sounds, man. Look what want... you done, did, <laughs> 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 Yeah, I was uh, I was uh, like I said I'm nervous before I start a podcast, and I was like, well, what if it sucks? What if no one likes yeah. me? What if what? And uh, I met and met you for coffee, and mm-hmm. you just kind of like you know what, just put it up, whatever it is, it is, and yeah. uh, you make it better each time. And I was like, yep, yeah, okay, time to get it going, and and we did. So yeah, thanks guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, no no worries there. I mean, it was kind of unintentional. uh, I think we had decided early on that, that we're not going to do it for any other reason other than just to talk to each other. Yeah. yeah. So so we don't go like searching or anything like that. Uh, we're experimenting a little bit with live and all that, but that's that's yeah. not for people. That's just for us to see. Can yeah. we pull this off? You that's know, very that's, cool. so it's yeah. always a learning experience for us.
0: It was actually a question I wanted to ask you guys too, is about goals. So like with your podcast, you obviously don't have like an end goal in it, but you have little goals throughout there, and I think goal setting is super important for everybody. You know, you know. Can we do live? I don't know. Let's go see. And then if it's not good or it's not exactly what you want, you, you go find out what that next thing
1: mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Uh, so Abe won't admit it, but uh, <laughs> but he's he's the everything of this thing this this thing wouldn't exist without him right i mean i know that i'm the technology i know that i bounce things off of him but the inspiration and the goals and everything is all if he decides tomorrow that this thing's not on anymore then i'm cool with it i'm totally Uh, um, i'm done with it as well i would not start a a show or something it's completely reliant on on him for me yeah but i think that he would tell you that it's also reliant on me that that (laughs) together (laughs) is what makes the show um yeah
2: it's a it's a two-way for real for real because when you look at it that um Aaron is the, he's the glue. I mean, like, he's the, he's the, he's the, he's the and that's what I get. I guess that's, that's why it works is because nobody's trying to get, uh, uh, the glory or trying to get, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is my thing. This is my idea. Yeah. You know, it's just two cats coming through to uh, uh, just kick it. You know what I'm saying? And in kicking it, we speak, we, we speak facts and we speak things that actually help because at the end of the day, if you ain't doing a podcast for yourself, you, you ain't gonna lust, man. You know what I'm saying? And if it's just to uh, uh, to get to get the numbers, to get the money, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not it's not healthy for nobody out here in the streets, my honey.
0: They, I think the being authentic, right, in yourself, is what you're talking about. That if someone is doing a show just for the sake of you know, like trying to be a news guy or mm-hmm. trying to. That doesn't come across as authentic you listen to some podcasts like the Joe Rogan show and there's a guy that's just a hundred percent himself he Mm -hmm. never changes it's always I shouldn't say never changes but there's nothing fake about his show if he wants to curse and swear he curses and swears if he wants to go deep into science he goes deep into science because that's what he loves and Mm -hmm. it's obvious that's what he loves
1: yeah as soon as you try and force content is when it becomes awkward and uh, the the only times that that I personally run into when we're on our show is when we start talking about our Christianity because you know for the first bunch bunch episodes, we're like, do we do we talk about it? Uh, you know, and 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 we're. I was genuinely concerned. I don't know if Abe was because he's stronger in his faith than I was. But that was one of the things where it's like, you know, are we going to lose people because we're Christians and all that? (laughs) And and, and after a while, it's just kind of like, okay, well, there's a a way that we can talk about our faith without jamming it towards people. You know, it's okay if they understand we're Christians because then it frames what we're talking about in a different context. That's why we don't swear on our episodes and all that. But but it's really got nothing to do. It's just what makes us, us. And people need to understand that Christianity is part of that.
0: I think two people need to understand that Christians aren't all like the, the crazy evangelists or not, you know, that not all Christians are the same. Some yeah. Christians are just guys that, you know, go have a beer once in a while yeah. and yeah. they might cuss once in a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's what our lives is. None of us are perfect. None of us have it all together. Yep. Um, I shouldn't say none of us are probably something <laughs> <lover that has laughs> some together. Yeah. I definitely don't. And that's just part of the gig, right? Yeah. I, I fight with my wife. I argue with my kids. Mm-hmm. I get in trouble at work just like everyone yeah. else. Does and uh, I think people you know, and there's a lot of churches out there that do this where they'll force their view on everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the Westboro Baptist Church down yeah. in the states where they're you know. Um, picketing soldiers funerals and like, mm-hmm. to me that's that they can do what they want to do but that yeah. seems crazy to me that you would pick on somebody like that and that's not what all Christians are mm-hmm. yeah and that's the thing is that I think that just by being genuinely authentic then people can understand
1: that we have weaknesses and vulnerabilities I and mean, yeah. we talk about it all the time we we're talking about um, addictions on our earlier episode today I mean we, we are experiencing all the same things it's just that we have a different reliance um, on how to get through those things, than people who haven't yet, you know, gone through any kind of faith. I mean, you know, it's. A, I, I don't necessarily like to say specifically. You know, Christianity is what you need. I mean, you know, that's ultimately one of our goals. But if you've got some kind of system in place other than social media to, to get through your right. your issues, yeah. then
0: then you're in a much better space than a lot of people out there. The uh, what I realized because I haven't been a Christian very long, like ten years. I guess that's a long time, <laughs> was, uh, was the group mentality. Mm-hmm. So what I realized right away at the, the first church we were at is that when we had issues and we talked about it, all of a sudden we had a bunch of people around us like mm-hmm. it wasn't it probably was somewhat intentional with the church You're like oh those people are in trouble right now mm-hmm. let's go hang out with them and i think that's what most people miss in their lives that they stay at home on social media and they think that's a group of friends mm-hmm. and it may be but it also may not be but when we're sitting face to face like this and we're talking to each other we 100% believe and feel what that other person is saying Uh uh it's one of the reasons why i won't do skype podcasts Mm -hmm. with people and i've had some opportunities for for some really cool guests but i'm like "Eh, when you come to calgary because i want this face to face but you get that in church right where you you just have this personal relationship with a large group of people where you Mm -hmm. can share issues or you can help people um inside the church and i think that's for me what what because even when I was going, I wasn't a believer. Um, I was just going because I wanted a place that was better for my kids. Mm-hmm. So not that my drunk party friends are bad people. I didn't want my kids to be drunk yeah. party people. So they need to see another view than what that was. And I'm still friends with those guys. I, mm-hmm. I love them all. They're they're fantastic. But I don't know that they should be helping me raise my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, for us, that's, that's what it was. And then I had my aha moment in church where i i got it i understood the the whole scheme of things and and uh the, i guess the rest is history yeah but yeah talking about it uh on air i guess i'm the same thing I, i'm i wouldn't say that people would necessarily go oh that guy's a christian mm-hmm. um but i'm not afraid to talk about yeah that. yeah
1: and, and that's with us as well is that we don't really have any content that's off limits but i mean you know we, we try and Tippy toe around politics. Sometimes you'll hear us an awful yeah. lot talk about Trump, even though you know what. Truly, we don't have any effect because you know it's the theme of the day. Yeah. You know, so so we talk about it. But I mean, maybe if I met the guy, at would be all right. We'd have a handshake and we'd go and have a huge dinner together, <laughs> and you know everything would be <laughs> all right. You know, you know what I mean? Is it? It's it's just <clears throat> you know a lot of the stuff that we have is just what's happening out there in the world today, and we just talk about that. Is yeah. it from a individually personal? level what do we think about that uh-huh, right. and, and that's what allows it to be authentic is because we're not making up anything is right. there, you know I personally don't like the guys in the trucks that are swerving around the speed bumps <laughs> over in market square over there but Abe <laughs> yeah. says it's fun so it's fun so I, yeah. I can't judge that <laughs> you know what I mean and, and so that just creates a really authentic thing because it's two individuals with different opinions we had never gotten in an argument, and, and we never will. You know, it's one of those things that we know how to disagree properly, and I yeah. think that's really important when you're
0: dealing with people. That yeah. is a real skill set, right? Knowing how to disagree with somebody without yeah. making them feel bad or trying to win the argument. Mm-hmm. There's a way mm-hmm. to disagree and learn, as opposed to disagree and learn. Yeah,
1: and there's, and there's a couple topics as well that, that I, I really tiptoe on, because that's somebody's personal life that I've never experienced. So Abe has his own history. It's up to him to talk to everybody else about it, but... I bring it up, but I bring it up very carefully because I really have no idea how he's been through what he's been. I know what he's been through, but I don't know how he's been through that. So I have to be careful when I approach it. So if you listen to the episodes, you'll hear me say, you know, I kind of predispose and say, you know, it's your call on how you want to answer this, but I'm going to ask anyways. Yeah. And and it seems to work so far. I, I haven't gotten in trouble yet with it. So, <laughs> but it's way better than just going out and kind of flashing out this one 100. thing and pointing out saying, you know, you were somewhere in your life and you're a different individual. because Like it's different to yeah. ask for his permission to talk about things, yeah. you know. Um, and, and it's just very dynamic that
0: way. I think that's what got me interested in your guys' show is hearing your background. And, and you know, I grew up, uh, people basically saying that tigers don't change their stripes right mm-hmm. that that they're if this is what your culture was it's always going to be what your culture is yeah. and i knew that wasn't true and it sort of seems like that's what i don't know if people told you that but you 100% change your stripes
2: man you know you gotta grow you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs>
0: i think i think that statement is so true but it's not what one that most people believe
2: yeah, yeah like i think um you gotta want to grow too you know what i'm saying like uh, there's a lot of opportunities to grow. There's a lot of opportunities to uh, to, 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 to embrace different things. You know what I'm saying? Like um, if you're closed in in a mentality then and, and you don't experience or open up yourself to certain uh, ways or, or things that are going out there, you're always going to be thinking that way. And uh, I think that uh, you got to want to grow and such things out for real.
0: What I like to do is like measure my life. So in business, they say if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Mm -hmm. I like to measure what's going on and sit down and when I meditate or when I pray and just go, is this working? Mm -hmm. So when I deal with someone at work or if I have an issue with my kids and and it doesn't go so well, I measure it out. Like if it's not working, I'm going to do it. I had a a discussion with a a pastor um, from my past where they were talking about how important it was to spank kids. And I'm like, I tried it. It didn't work. I'm not doing it anymore. (laughs) I think I spanked my son like two times, maybe three times, and I didn't get the change I wanted. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to hit the kid anymore. It wasn't and, hard enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's downstairs. That's not from me, people. <laughs> that's not from me. We can go downstairs and ask. Him <laughs> and <that's, yeah. laughs> but uh, you know that that's true and everywhere in our lives. If something's not working, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Yeah. You know, if you wake up every morning miserable and you know you you're. I don't know, uh, being promiscuous or you're doing drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. And you're waking up, not feeling good. like, well, that's a pretty good telltale sign that you shouldn't be doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. That's your body going, Hey, this, this sucks. Please don't do it anymore. Uh Yeah. Uh But not enough people think or want to do that. Right. I think we've talked about this Is that people are,
1: uh, I don't like to, uh, claim overall that people are lazy, but we're just seeing a big shift into whatever's convenient and quicker for things to get done. Um, And then people just aren't contributing the right amount of time into making sure that that people are being healthy around them and and they're not putting enough investment into those people. Um, You know, Abe spends a lot of time outside of his regular nine to five mentoring kids and all that. And and it goes unseen and, and unpraised, which is fine. He's not looking for praise on it. But uh, he's doing things out there that just seeing him on the street, uh, you know, especially in his hood, he looks like a thug, and you sit there and think he's <laughs> yeah, he up that's no good. Just, <laughs> just checking out your Rolexes. All those all are gang-star. even cool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Do they even like Rolexes Oh, Oh, Rolexes are still all Is all out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, on, what Apple. about Apple Watches? Would you steal that instead?
2: No, I don't take no Apple Watch. Yeah, she is still the Rolex, the OG. Still the OG. In there, put some diamonds man. in that thing. You about, what I'm saying? there you go. Uh-huh. Oh, put
1: some
0: bling on it. Yeah. Signed by the Kardashians. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but you know what I mean. And then that, that's one of the things that I find most fascinating is because with Abe, every single day is is anti judgment. He has to go out there and put on a show to not be judged. Whereas you and I, for the most part, are just used to walking around town and and we don't have to worry about it, but that's white privilege in action right there. And and I don't mind saying it that way, but you hear some of the things that this guy has to go through every day and you're just kind of like, man, I'm sorry not necessarily on behalf of me and my people, but just from what has happened. Right. You know, and and once you can expose that and start talking about it and be comfortable about it, I mean, it took me the longest time to say black on, on, on the radio. <laughs> you know, it was just this thing because you're sitting and hanging around and you see what's happening, but then the more you understand about it, you're just kind of like, holy man that word is so heavy it in is. certain contexts yeah. and and it's thanks to Abe where I've actually been able to come out and actually have just real dialogue about it yeah. um because it's that hesitation and and buying into the whole I don't know if we should talk about it, is what's causing the problem, is creating that separation mm-hmm. because we're not having the open discussion about why am I uncomfortable talking about things that are black, right. you know, black cats, you know, <laughs> superstition things, and I was still like, oh, man. you know. Yeah. So so that's the thing is that it's about understanding, but again, that's where his part of it is so huge because he could just as easily be one of the angry guys that we see on TV that are causing the trouble, but uh, he has a so
0: different approach about it. It, it, it I'm glad you brought that up because I have a friend uh, here in town who's adopted uh, He's adopted four kids, a uh, Caucasian, um, an East Indian girl, and then two black boys. And uh, he messaged me. I, I um, teach self-defense, and he said, can you teach my boy self-defense? I said, well, why? He says, the amount of racism in this town is <laughs> out, like outrageous. Yeah. I'm like, Really? And of course, this is the the white privilege exactly, side, we right? We we don't see it that way. None of my friends use derogatory terms, or mm-hmm. you know, say, "Oh, I'm not going to hang out with that guy." That that doesn't happen. Yeah. But
2: do you do you see that here in Air Dream? Yeah, it's it's huge out here in the streets, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying like, it, it, you just it, you know like growing up the way you, I grew up, you just kind of uh, shrug your shoulders at it. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't you ain't you ain't want to spend any energy and time in that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And but it is what it is. It's it's life, you know. And then if some people want to learn and and they'll see like you know what we we're not we're not that different, you know what I'm saying. And we just keep on moving like that. Seems
0: like a hard uproad battle to be fight or mm-hmm. hate against hate. Like <laughs> the you know there, there's people that are gonna hate for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And why would you want to combat that with hate?
2: Right, exactly. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? You just got to love the hate out of a person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, uh, I, I grew up in uh, Surrey, BC. And when mm. I was out there, it was. Yeah, it's funny, I met a girl uh, while I was doing a quote for my regular job. And she's, oh, where are you originally from? I said, Surrey. But I won't rob you, I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reputation. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyways, when I when I went to Surrey, we went to Frank Hurt Senior Secondary. And when I started there, there was maybe 5% diversity, like it was all white kids. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was in grade 10, it was probably 60 or 70% East Indian mm-hmm. kids. And we had no idea. But yeah, they was, were the minority still. They were treated like <laughs> <in> the minority. <laughs> exactly. For yeah, exactly. sure, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I talk about this uh, on another episode, but it was not an inherent hate for for the East Indian kids, although we treated them that way, mm-hmm. we just didn't know them, yeah, yeah, right. And they didn't know us. They were in a brand new country, around brand new cultures. They weren't very comfortable. We weren't very comfortable. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you just—I think some people take that and just go, "Oh, that's the way they all are." Uh-huh. And then I hundred percent did at that time, and just believed it. And then as you get to know them, as you get to you know work with them and go to school with them and all that, and you're like, "Oh, well, you're just a dude like I am." Yeah. Right, What's right. That? Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 hard unless you're in a family that is, has that diversity already where you, you know, my friend, my family didn't have, uh, black friends or East Mm -hmm. Indian friends, or for that matter, even any other white culture, it was just basically, you know, Surrey white people. That's Mm -hmm. all. So I didn't know anything else. And uh, you look at it now and you go, Oh, well this, this is, that was being silly. I didn't need to be angry, or, or I should have just asked more questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And you can't hate nobody for not knowing, right? You, you 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 know you 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 get mad at people when they know better, but they choose not to do good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Then that then that's kind of upsetting. But if somebody don't know nothing, you ain't exposed to it, then, you know, you're shrugging and you, you, you teach the people, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's You got to be the better person. <clears throat> and this is where, you know, some of us have to work 10 times better, I mean, more than the next person because you want to show that, you know, we ain't all the way that you think or the way that we, people are portrayed in the movies, right. you know what I'm saying? We're actually uh, contributing positively in yeah. society and doing good things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's let's get back to goals a little bit, because I have a, a, and everyone in my show has heard this lots, but I have a long term goal of being a healthy, fit grandfather. Mm-hmm. So that means working. Out <laughs> now. Do you guys have any of those like life goals that that, that you're working on or you're always in the back of your mind? Are, are you talking personal or for the show or for personal uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I
1: mean I, I don't think mine's too different from yours overall is that I just want to see my my boys grow up healthy and and hopefully that they can turn around and contribute back to society in, in some way or form I want them to um, you know go against the grain of just being selfish and uh, you know kind of fight this perception that the Millennials are you know just entitled and all that I think there's just a big misunderstanding there on on what we used to do and what they are today and I think that our generation of kids so the ones that are kind of in uh, the elementary schools these days are gonna be the ones that actually flip this world on its head and yeah. um, the problem is is that we might not leave much for them uh, to succeed we might end up in some kind of dystopian future by them which is kind of grim Uh, But nonetheless, I want them to succeed even in that environment, you know, is uh, so just teach them on how to understand who to trust, who not to trust and uh, those that you do make those better people.
0: Yeah, I can say what I appreciate about you and your boys, because I I see you guys at church all the time and and, uh, out in public. You are super affectionate with your kids. Oh, thanks! Man. And you—you uh, <laughs> you don't see that with a lot of dads out there. Mm-hmm. And I—I I feel that I'm the same way. Like I—I'm always touching, hugging, kissing my yep. kids. I just—I don't—I I just can't get enough of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly want to be around them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if parents took a little bit more of that uh, thought process, don't be shy about you know grabbing your kid yeah. in public. Although sometimes my 14-year-old girl is like, "Dad, come on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of that though is is that um, most
1: people these days um, assume that because they're busting their butt out there working and making, um, you know, six figures a year, that that is the affection that they're showing. But kids don't see that. So you need to spend the time and maybe worry less about the financial contribution to it and spend the time with them. Yeah, That is the only advice that I can give is that I could be out there working, you know, eight days a week, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, and... And, you know, pay for everything that my kids ever want. But right. uh, I would not have what what you see out there with them. My oldest is 14 and, and we're still hanging out on Friday mornings going for hot chocolate before school's on Friday. Nice. You know, that kind of thing. And and I tell you what he's turning into is like he's not a combination of me or my wife anymore. Like yeah. he is his own individual mm, and mm, it's amazing because I can sit there and say that's not me and that's not her. Yeah. So the only thing it must be is the time, yeah. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I'm not that good. Yeah. You know, like that's just amazing to see.
0: It's exciting when your 14 year old still wants to hang out with My oh, daughter yeah, says, Hey, can yeah, we imagine. go shopping? Can. And you, yeah, but she's <laughs> using you. You didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> she's sneaky. She's well, a second here. <laughs> <laughs> But to get to spend time with her, she wants to spend time. She has to right. yeah, ask her grammar you. and her <laughs> mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need the $150 jacket instead <laughs> yeah. of uh-huh, oh, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 important that the our, our the generation of kids underneath us yeah. grow up with the love in their heart. That yeah. they know that they're appreciated and loved and, and that they're they're going to succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are your long-term goals? long term goals?
2: My long term goal oh man, I can't I can't think right now, man. Yeah. You know this saying?
0: is this is Abe's third podcast today, so <laughs> we we've stole or they've stolen most of the words from <laughs> no,
2: I man, I guess uh managing time, you know what I'm saying? That's a... Uh-huh. Uh, that's one of the best things that I I would want to make sure that um, I, uh, I I'm do I do better at. It. That's my long-term goal is to spend quality time and doing things. Yeah. what am I saying?
1: Man? I, I I you know it's funny because I was gonna say I want to speak for you, man. Uh, so Abe wants to make the world a better place in mm-hmm. the long goal. And the reason why he can't articulate that long term is because it's day over day thing. He yeah. has to work every day to make that happen, and then one day he'll turn around and it'll be a better place. Yeah. Um, but you can't you can't articulate that. That means that in five years from now he's going to be mentoring 20 kids instead of five kids. Like you cannot. There's no put, way to measure that. You can't that. quantify it. Nice. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that what I learned from this man is how do I make the world a better place over time. But take a look at it day over day and focus on today's goal, which is making everybody around me better. And and I only got that from him.
0: I, I saw that on your Instagram conversations with Abe. You have like your little notes from your iPhone where you put in. Oh yeah, see, I told notes. you that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dog, that's the second person. I, I, it's a big deal. I'm telling you, that is probably the most important thing a human being can do is write down what they want. For real, for real. For their day, right? Uh-huh, so uh-huh. what 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 are some of the ones you had in there?
2: Man. I don't even know, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Like, I, I, I got a lot of uh, stuff that come uh, straight from the dawn. Like, you know, in the rep industry, we call it uh, freestyling. It's stuff that just comes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you just start spitting it real quick. You know. So I got a lot of those things because I like spending time with my thoughts a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's so much stuff that I realized that they, you know what this kid you, you're smart. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean? I, I think I'm I'm smart in that way because then knowing that. There is so much stuff that you can't bring out yeah. in the quietness of your mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then bringing that stuff out on paper, because if you're not uh, uh, that, uh, if you don't spend time with yourself and just digging your brain to see what it is that's in your brain, right. then you're always going to take what Aaron says or what the next person says mm-hmm. or what somebody else says. You know what I'm saying? But then when you spend time and understand that you're smart enough, to bring out things that can be appreciated by people, then you gain somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So the writing would be like your form of meditation or prayer or, yeah. It's just a, it's just a way of me bringing out my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's meditation or not. It,
1: well, and that's the thing is that with you, um, it, it's kind of so spontaneous that uh, you can't script. His thoughts. You you can't make it, and that's probably one of the reasons why we walk in as cold as we do is because for us to sit there and say, okay, today we're going to talk about right. homeless right. youth or something, it'll go off the rails it it's not spontaneous. And and you'll find that in a lot of our episodes, we start with kind of a general idea. By the end of it, we're you know six hundred and fifty <laughs> degrees. <laughs> right? Man, we've gone around so many times. And, and that's the thing. And and that's why Abe doesn't recall things either, because it's so instant, yes. so spontaneous, yes. and so right now. Yeah. That that's the only time that it was relevant any other that's time right. if you spit out some of those things in the middle of dinner or something people would be like what are you talking about yeah. it only matters right then and there and and that's why this is kind of like a, a really good podcast for us is because we're
0: both just very spontaneous it's right. only good when we say it right then and there. right yeah. right word it's funny I had a lady on the show that uh, brought that up to me she um, Jody who will have back again but I was saying that growing up not many people told me anything that was valuable like hey mm-hmm. that's a bad attitude or hey mm-hmm. You shouldn't be doing this, and I kind of for a while got mad at all those people, you know, even Christian people that I knew saying, Hey, why, why wouldn't you say something? She goes, Well, would you have believed it? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe not. Right. Probably not even maybe. I know I wouldn't have at that time. Someone had told me that, you know, uh, God loves you and he doesn't want you to do that. Pfft, up yours. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100 percent where I would have been. But eventually it came around and I got it. And so that spontaneousness, when you see something in somebody and you can just say it to them right then, like, yeah. you're a good person. I know you are or, or whatever, whatever it is you see in them and saying that there, there's a lot of value in that mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely.
2: And everything, everything that you say, when you say it in love, it, it makes a difference because you could see something good in somebody and you say it and they won't believe you because of the way you're saying it and where it's coming from. But a lot of people have been taking advantage of to the point where they, they, they don't believe anything that comes out from nobody. Yeah. But then when you speak about something and you speak it out of love, it holds more weight than yeah. somebody who's just spitting it. It don't matter if they're as influential as whoever it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you say something out of love and you're saying from a good place, it's always going to come out right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to know more about what you do with the youth. I, um, uh, I, I really <laughs> firmly believe that, that Christians need to be, I don't want to say less Christian. But they need to be a little bit more worldly when they're talking to people to, to make them understand. Like, they should know that we're Christian, uh-huh. but they should also know that we're we're somewhat normal people as well. I had uh-huh. a ministry where I taught self-defense, and I had lots of people come to me looking for advice. And, uh, you know, they were going through troubles in their marriage or whatever. And they came to me because I was a Christian, but what I was doing wasn't Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what what are you doing with these
2: youth that... That's, well just what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) man I'm just out here trying to do my thing so here's the thing when it comes to uh, trying to how I see that works for me is being myself 100% you know I'm saying because people going they're going to tell if you're fake or not if you're trying to do something just for trying to do it we will see it in the streets and people will expose you but if you're real and you like again, it goes back to the heart. If your heart is straight and you want to do something, it don't matter how many mistakes you make, people are going, they're going to come for you. They're going to come and and, and, and love on you yeah. because it seems that everything is coming from a good place. But how I do my thing is just basically meeting people where they at, you know what I'm saying? And just uh, walking with them uh, from that standpoint. And one thing that I've come to understand is that um, if you're a Christian, there are people that are supposed to be right in the church meaning that their gifts will never extend to the world because if they come to the world they will be offensive to the world. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. they are here to edify the body of Christ, these people that are in the church. Yeah. And then there are those that will go across co- uh, borders so as to speak. They can be in the church and also out here effecting change right. in people's lives. Yeah, You feel I me? Mean? So you just got to find who you is and not try to Uh, Step bounds and try to uh, uh, reach out to people that you know you can't reach out to because I know that there's certain things that I do or that I say that will not be accepted in certain circles so when I'm in those circles right there I am a different kind of cat you feel what I'm saying so you just got to find out who you is and where you're supposed to be at and then that will work you know what I'm saying it will work 100% yeah mm-hmm. that
0: that's a way better way of describing it. <laughs> I uh, that, that that's exactly how I feel like there's a way that we can go out there and be Christians and not try to pound it down people's mm-hmm. throats and tell them like wrong. if you
2: if you work you know, like a lot of companies don't allow you to talk about your Christianity, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So then you you also to take that uh, approach in certain uh, relationships. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It's not everybody that, that that's at that place yeah. where they can't accept what you're saying. So then you have to understand that, you know, like with this group of people, this is what it is that they want to hear this is what it is that i can't get away with and then this other group i can be i can freely speak about what it is that i believe in yeah you know what i mean because what we want to do at the end of the uh, at the end of the day is lead people to christ you know what i'm saying and which avenue or whichever way you go through to do it you know, that that's it's not it's not scripted. Yeah. That's way it is that it becomes personal. How it is that you're gonna go ahead.
0: And you can be hundred percent honest in both groups. Absolutely. Right? Like there you can be in a, a secular group and not have to hide anything. Um you yeah. know, when someone comes to you. I, I know when I had a, a guy going through divorce um when I was running to submit and he, he was he just wanted to bash on his wife and I know from a scriptural point what my job is as a husband is that I'm supposed to love and honor my mm-hmm. wife and you know, make her feel good and that's my job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Are you doing that for your wife? And he's like, Well she do I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not the point. It's just not the point. The mm-hmm. point is what are you doing? You have no zero I have zero control over my wife. Yeah. And I shouldn't have control over my wife. But I sort of do if I'm being a good husband. Mm-hmm. I get a lot more control when I'm yeah. when I'm the best husband I can be. Uh-huh. So you got you you can have this honest conversation with people even Outside the church, um maybe only when they're in need. I don't know. Uh, well, pride has a lot to do <clears throat> that with that as well. Is yeah. that everybody these days is relative? Not, not
1: everybody. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> some people these days are, are everybody. Self centered. <laughs> you know, so so it's just a pride thing. Is that yeah. uh, you don't want to admit, not you in particular, <laughs> that uh you know because Christianity worked for me that it might work for you because it been a proves that you might have been doing something wrong, right. you know, air quote, uh, this whole time, right? And then everybody has so much pride that they like to think that everything up until this point was the right course, you yeah. know? So it's very hard to change course, and, and that's where that pride thing comes in, is that are you humble enough to sit there and look and talk to somebody and go, you know what, you're right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easier when you're up to, you know, eight years old, but after that you're independent enough where you know, I live my life the way that I want to, and my parents told me I could be anything I want to be, yeah. and uh, it's, it's learning how to, to have that humility to just take advice, and if, if you're willing to listen, then you're making
0: the world a better place around you. 100%, yeah. yeah. the um uh I li- used to listen to a lot of Tony Robbins, because he's mm-hmm. about goal setting and getting ahead and all that kind of thing. And one of the things that he said, uh, a lot of stuff that revolves around business also works in your personal life Mm -hmm. so he says with your business if you don't know what the end result is what happens on the last day of your business is it being sold is it being given to your kids are you just shutting it down because you've made whatever it is Mm -hmm. you have to know what that end goal is and so my end goal of um of uh, my life was to be a healthy fit grandfather Mm -hmm. so that i can support my kids so you know that involves my finances that involves you know my overall health of my body being fit being all that kind of stuff um so i think about the end all the time Mm -hmm. where i want to be and what i want to do so what does the end look like for you guys like when you are 65 years old Mm -hmm. not that i hope that 65 (laughs) is the end (laughs) but you know that those last twilight years what do those look like for you guys
1: well i mean if if i'm already sick uh and in the hospital or something like that as long as my family's around me it means that i influence them in such a way that that they care back still A lot of times we're finding seniors that are all alone Uh in the last 20 years of life because somebody's popped them into a house. uh, They stop by, you know, once a month or, you know, once a year. Um, But those those months are like years to them because when you're alone, you know, every second is a day. Uh, So as long as my family is still having something to do with me by that time, then I know that I've at least succeeded in influencing them in a positive way that they want to spend time with me uh, even in my last minutes. So,
2: cool. yeah, like I'm the same way, you know what I'm saying? Like if you can't, if you can't um, uh, encourage or uh, positively affect your family then you, you failed, you know what I'm saying? So I think that I'm, I'm <coughs> on the same wavelength
1: right there. That, yeah, yeah. I don't want to take the Christianity out of it there. I mean, ultimately, we want at, at our end days to know that we're in touch with God and that that's sure. where we're heading. Yeah. Um, but if I've done everything right my family being close to me will validate that everything's right because sure. if yeah. I'm not walking in a godly fashion, then they won't want to spend time with me. So so that's I, I just didn't want to take away from the point that all of us ultimately want God to smile on us at our end days. Yeah. But, Sitting um, at the right hand. Yeah, but but walking proper, Yeah, um, those are the indicators that you get. You don't have to wait until he's going through your resume at the end of the day to, to point out things. you got to sell yourself to God saying, but I did this. this. <laughs> your, your lifestyle will show whether or not you're deserving of <laughs> that. And even if you're a non-believer, is that still not what you want at the end of the day? Is, yeah. is for people to be around you uh, in your last minutes? I mean, I think that's a great goal for Christians and non.
0: I hope people want that, that that's, that's, I just don't think enough people think about it and plan. Like I have mine so detailed out. I picture, so I tell people all the time, I'm gonna end up in Belize in a dirt floor, mm-hmm. grass hut, mm-hmm. picking fruit and fishing all day. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of my end, right? And I fly up and visit my grandkids every other week and you know, or bring them down. What whatever the situation is, but that's where I see myself. Uh It's just uh in a tropical paradise, in a hammock, eating fruit, (laughs) going out fishing, or whatever. Um, But I think so many people, when they're having relationships right now, they're not thinking, what is this Mm -hmm. gonna be like in 15 years, or 20 years, or 30 years, right? You have to think about that when you're married, when you have kids. Like, what am I doing right now that's gonna affect them when they're 20, when they're 30, when they're 40, when they're dads, when they're grandparents.
1: Yeah, that that's where a lot of that uh, purchase of just stuff these days mm-hmm. uh, gets in the way of people's goals because they see success as having you know the BMW and all this kind of stuff. But does that purchase take away from what you're contributing to your family's overall well-being? You yeah. know, I, I drive an old you know, cord of 2002 or something like that. I mean, I'd love to have, I had to, my wife bought me the $20 seat thing from Costco so that I can have heated seats, you know, because it's much cheaper than another, a new another car. car. Yeah, you know what I mean? But that's the thing is that I'd still rather be driving that thing to my death instead of looking like I'm successful in setting up my my kids for goals that are not necessarily unrealistic, but just, it doesn't fit into the big picture of things to be right. driving this fancy car and stuff. is is not a reasonable goal
0: because and, it has nothing to do with it. And not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Like if you want to have a B BMW and it fits yep. your budget and it's you know safer for your, you know, yep. by all means, yep. have at her. But you can't be just goal like That's that. Right. Has to be people orientated, not stuff. That's orientated. right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, I have uh, a question that I've been asking people lately. Um, mm-hmm. What is your if you could script out what your life should be like or what the, the your best life would mm-hmm. be like what would that be like obviously no one wants to have to work for a living right so finances have to be part of it you know the type of house that you live in has to be part of it the people around of you has to be part of it
1: yeah I, I don't necessarily think that all that has to has to in that way yeah. um, the problem is is that we've created it that that's part of it is it sure I'd like to have a house does it have to be the house that I'm in not necessarily I mean I can love my kids just as much um in a smaller house and a you know a bigger house uh, you know anything like that and, and that's kind of the thing is that um I just want to make sure that I'm making them a better person than I ever was and ever will be. And that in turn that they're going to make the world a better place. And that's it is it? I know I can do that under any environment. You know, I, yeah. I, I understand that there's people saying, you know, well, if you're in Syria right now, you know, it will be a lot harder. And you're kind of like, you know what? My house just might have gotten blown up and all that, but I still have my family. I still have these essentials and, and we're just looking for food today. But I mean, the Lord will provide, yeah. you know, if you have belief. And there are some people that have come from some really bad situations compared to our kind of soft North American upbringing that are still way more successful and way better people than, than I don't even know that I'll ever attain. Right. And they and they did it without yeah. anything that I have of these regular comforts that I was born into. So um, I, I don't see this stuff as being a, a success in, in that. It's how do I make sure that I can still make the kids the best that I can yeah. through whatever adversity that we're running into? Because ultimately, you've already said it, is everything's just stuff. Right. So if I can find a way to succeed and make my kids better and, and that, then
0: it doesn't matter that way. Right. So. It's funny. I don't know if you guys know or not. There's uh, the lottery got up to sixty million dollars in Canada. We don't normally gamble or buy, but we're like, yeah, sixty million dollars. Let's go spend twenty bucks and see. And so the draw was last night. I didn't win. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> someone else did. But I, uh, my, I was talking to my wife. We were just waiting on my daughter to get out of youth, and I was like, so if we win the sixty million dollars, what are we? Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? Like you. If you don't plan for what you're going to do yeah. in the future, you're never going to get that stuff. So mm. um, she's like, well, I think we'd renovate the house a little bit mm-hmm. and I might upgrade my truck. And I'm like, it's $60 million, mm-hmm. lady. But her, she loves her life. Yeah. She she loves our house. She's like, I don't want to get another house. Because right yeah. away, I'm like, I'm going to go buy an acreage and I'm going to build yeah. a big house. And I'm going to, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. she goes, no, I, I don't, I, I like it here mm-hmm. right now. I'm like, Okay we'll renovate the house, we'll do, you know, and we have plans yeah. to do that anyway. Yeah, and, and
1: that's the thing is that um, money does not take away from the job you have. I would still work because my job at work is not complete yet. There are still people that need reach there. Right. And, and by me showing up and still being humble and being the guy that I am, them knowing that I'm a Christian at work, um, is only going to help benefit and bring them and understand but as soon as I take that 60 million and bail Yeah, then now I'm not a Christian anymore in their minds or at least I'm the typical wow. Christian yeah. because I've now just oh, yeah No, yeah, sorry. I'm all I'm good, good now I'm Good and so so that takes away from that kind of goal underneath is that I need to find a way and make sure that Even if I have what the Apostles had which is just the sandals on my feet Yeah, um, that I'm still able to go out there and disciple and be with people and money shouldn't influence that either way yeah,
0: so. that's why I love doing this show. I get corrected <laughs> all the time. <laughs> when, when I called it, I want to know, is because I really yeah. want to know what other people think and how yeah. how they develop their lives, and, and, and it gets me to a better place in my life. I, I'm still going to Belize right now. Yeah, in no. They need Christ too,
1: so build a church. Well, honey, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $60 million, you could build right. a pretty nice church in Belize. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. I'd have to hire a pastor, though. I don't think I've got that You do. Do <laughs> see what's your goals, man? You have it in you. There you it's, go. Uh, everybody you. needs
1: the message a different way, yes. and we're yeah. all put here to give
0: it a different way. Yes, so uh,
1: so you got it. Beautiful. You know, just just admit it to yourself and you'll be alright. <laughs> <laughs> I had a,
0: a pastor uh, say that she's like, well, why don't why don't you start and uh, get up. one? I, this is going to sound silly considering what we do know, but I'm afraid uh, I have stage fright. So mm. being on a stage in front of more than like ten or fifteen people. I start like severely panicking. Nice. Uh, well, not really. So, well, no, 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 I'm just thinking that when we get together
1: for Christmas, we'll do charades and no, i find oh. that limit of how many people when you're standing up there, Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always in the audience like, don't call me up. Don't call me up. Don't call me up. Yeah. Call me up. <laughs> yeah. It's funny
0: because I know we have lots of listeners on here and I have. You know, no panic talking to you guys. Yeah. Um, but when I can see all the faces, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, just, just get them
1: <laughs> to bring up the lights so that you just can't see it. There That's you go. Yeah. And Blakemile. Hey, didn't get to say what, uh, if you won 60 million, what you'd be up to. If phone. I won 60 yeah. million? Then? Yeah, i buy you a Man. Rolex so you don't have to. Man, I'll, I'll get <laughs> a Maybach. I'll get a drive it's, it's it's a maid. You used to have a maid and you're gonna get her back. <laughs> oh, get my back. maid back? Get maid back. See, I didn't know this <laughs> about <it>. a <laughs> maid. No. It's a car.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the one with no roof on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're paying money for it. Why wouldn't you get a roof? Because <laughs> I'll be living in uh, uh in probably in Florida. No, no, Florida is they got, got alligators, they got stuff going they on in too Florida, many man. alligators, in they got, yeah, they and got fentanyl. That kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh man, yeah, my BC's is getting crazy, though. He, he, yes. he'd be so rich, he'd buy the naloxone with <laughs> 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 <South Medicaid. laughs> We're up, we're now <laughs> 60 million dollars, yeah, man. My, my you, brain, I'm can't. sorry, you would build your youth center. That you I would definitely about. be building where setup. that would look because at 60 million, you'd be able to put it wherever you want. But you know what? The, the danger with the uh, having so much money like that yeah, is that I you're going like, to end up doing things that are unnecessary, say That's with right. the youth and all yeah, of that but, stuff. But they would have the best sound and light system. 100, 100. <laughs> 100 you I'm have a <laughs> whole video studio, Oh, whole studio, it'd <laughs> <they'd> be <laughs> totally. everything. Yeah, you'd run out of money real quick. Yeah.
1: True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you'd have a Maybach, but uh, what about
2: personally?
0: I'd, I got to know what a Maybach is.
2: Oh, Maybach go Google, Google it up. Google that man. thing, man. That's yeah. a really nice ride. So, um 60 million, I don't know, man. I don't I I've never thought about that. Like what you, what would you I do?
0: No god won't give you 60 million unless you have a plan for it, right? Really now?
2: Really now. I think there's 10, 10 million people who got plans and ain't nobody a <laughs> yeah, that could That's be
1: true right. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and I think that's one of the things that I just learned about Abe overall is that, again, that is that is a goal that's even tomorrow away. You know? Yeah, and and, yeah. and so unless it happens today, Abe ain't thinking about it. And, and I'm yeah. sorry to speak so much. It's, it's real, there, though. Abe, for real. But, but give it to him and then let him decide 100. what to do with it. But, yeah. but don't ask him on what... He's gonna do with it because he doesn't plan that way. It's, yeah. it's it's not a today. It's if I got sixty million today, okay, then I can do ten million over into this shelter over 100. here, I'll do five over here, you know. But it, you know, if he takes the lump sum and it's only twenty seven and a half million, but he's already excited about spending sixty, 60. then then it changes the plan. So he exactly. needs to know what's in front of 100. him today mm. for it. Um, and again, I apologize for speaking. You're for speaking, years, but, you're speaking uh, facts, bro. 100.
0: <laughs> that is a sweet ride, by the way. I'd buy one of those. Would
2: like you
0: buy the one with the roof? I'd buy the one with the roof. We, we live in Canada. You can't have a yeah. car without a roof. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? I got a similar plan. The, uh, my daughter loves acting mm-hmm. and, uh, um, there was a company here in town called Torchlight Theater, uh, Yeah, the I founder's know. been on and, and, mm-hmm. uh, talked about it a little bit, but they need space to, to have a theater. Um, I love podcasting so much. I would set up a podcast studio. I love mm-hmm. martial arts. So I've got my tiny little gym in the basement, but I'd like about a 2000 square foot gym. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, would be a youth center attached to it, a pool table, yep. foosball, like all the fun stuff. And it would just be, um a city center Mm -hmm. for whatever people wanted to do. If you had 60 million dollars, spend two and a half million dollars putting a building up another million dollars in equipment, you still got a bucket load of cash to do whatever you want Absolutely. and just let people use
1: it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, though, is that, um, you know, I like to think of the st- sustainability side of things, though, because, I mean, operationally, that thing will cost mm. you a million dollars a year. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, unless that plan is going to work for 25, you know, years kind of thing, and then you get your corporate sponsorships and stuff along the way, yeah. even that starts to become, you know, kind a of a large job. thing because now... Now you're only at 30 million because you're making that thing work for 25 years. So it starts cutting into maybe some of your personal goals and some of the other things you wanted to. So like, I agree with you that we should be doing things like that. But the problem with some of the foundations is that they don't think so far ahead. They don't think about right. operations, but just have two or three guys helping out and then equipment and, and all those utilities and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh-huh. and. You know, it just becomes really expensive to operate one of those things. So, um, and and there's only, you get volunteer burnout and all that kind of stuff. And then now suddenly you're the one that's doing it, even though you're just the founder of it. And and there's a big difference there. You're burning people out. Yeah. yeah. And and you're burning yourself out. So you can't even enjoy your other 15 million that you have left over. You know, like (laughs) it's a, it's a real double-edged sword when you're looking at that thing, And and a lot of people are. Oh yeah, no, I'd buy my mom's house for them, and I'd do this kind of stuff. And you're like, you're gonna be poor, even though it's sixty million. You're gonna be poor within five years, not intentionally. You you just didn't see it.
0: You see that with uh, fighters, rappers, singers, Mm -hmm. actors. They get these bucket loads of money, and then all of a sudden, they're just they're they're, they got nothing. Yeah. You know, they're 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 broke. That sixty million dollars doesn't go where it used to go, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and what is it? Jay Z and Beyonce are probably ones that are like really knowing how to manage it, and they're out there and recontributing back. I just about say Kanye and Beyonce. You were the <laughs> <smack of laughs> I, I saw it. I was just whoa, like, oh, <laughs> you know. But I mean, that's where you see the ones that are doing it smart, and yeah. then the other ones are, you know, sitting in jail or whatever right now because they just they just have that attitude and that you know where you've been brought up by image based society. Yeah. And yeah. you just you know I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna you know do crayons in my hair and all that stuff, and I'm yeah. gonna end up in jail because I don't know how to manage not only my money but my time and my life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It doesn't matter the uh, I think the, the the scripture was that why would God trust you um, with a lot of money if you can't even manage a little bit of mm-hmm. money, right? And yeah. so having having good management skills, I believe that's how we get growth in our lives is to sure. be really good at the stuff that you got sure. and then you're going to get something else mm-hmm. and then you're going to get something else you just manage everything whether it's your kids your wife your relationships your house your finances your time mm-hmm. um, it's important that we're always managing those to the best of our ability mm-hmm. for real
1: yeah, yeah. And, and that's one of the things too that um from a semi-judgmental point of view i sit there and look at him like you know, the reason why I haven't won sixty million yet is I'm ready but but my wife's not ready. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that, is that you, you really do with the people around you have to be ready collectively. Because right. Because maybe that's true. Yeah. You know, is that if I got the money and uh, you know, maybe Abe's not ready for his million of that because I would give that to him. Oh, now it's on radio. Well, huh. um, but, but you know what I mean—is it so? Then You're none right of enough us enough? will benefit from it because he's yeah. not ready for that. Maybe he's never ready, which means we will never collectively win. If, if, if you know what I mean. And yeah. that's the thing—is that if our family is unprepared for that as well, it's not just me individually. Because again, I can only influence certain things that my spouse does. Yeah. You know, then we're still not ready. You know, because her being ready is part of my being ready. Right. And, and that's one thing to take a look at. So. Again, you're right that, that God will provide, but uh, I don't think any of us are ever in that position, especially for you a know, $60 million hit, mm-hmm. and especially as men of Christ. To, to manage that properly like yeah. how do you handle something like that
0: and, and we so. probably have the best opportunity with the amount of people yeah. that we have around us right Just with our, our pastors our million. friends and we, we have this great group of mentors and, mm-hmm. and people that will hold us accountable all the time for, for the things we say the things we do yeah. and if we're open to listening we, we have that ability yeah. Pastor Corey's ready for us to win 60 million That's right. yeah he is. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I don't want to sound chauvinistic but to what you were saying is yeah. our job, and I don't mean in a, um, yeah, it's a chauvinistic way, but mm-hmm. we really have to be the leaders of Absolutely. our family and our yeah. community, right? And we have to always be working towards that. And I think mm-hmm. that's where divorce and and mm-hmm. unsettled relationships come in, is when men don't do that, they yeah, don't well, stand up and yeah, be the yeah men,
1: men get selfish and entitled, um, in, in just a different way, yeah. you know. And it's because of that that a lot of times, and then we won't admit. There right. were the ones that are wrong as well. Um, my wife and I went through a couple of different things throughout our time together. And uh, it, it totally was me. Yeah. Uh, you don't see it at the time, and you barely even ever admit it, even after the fact. Kind <clears> of, and you'll always find a way to slight it or lighten it up. Yeah. And But we need to be way better men uh, in this world, not just to yeah. our spouses. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we need to be the spiritual leaders. We need to, to take control, not in the way that you think of, you know, domination, right. you know, kind of thing. But, I mean, we need to set an example for ourselves because we need to be that strength and that foundation. Yeah. Um, so that's why we start seeing all these things because a guy can't just for a second be like, okay, no, you're right. right. You know, and... Um, it's just
0: unfortunate. And not that we're never right, but I think the, the question that I ask myself when mm-hmm. things get unsettled in my house right away, I go, okay, what am I not doing right? Mm-hmm. Or what am I doing wrong? Or what what do I need to change? Yep. And as soon as I do that and I sit down and talk, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, guys. That mm-hmm. This is not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys need from me? and everything settles yeah, down we can, we can mm, bring right. all that together in the yeah. conversation but as soon as we get all angry or
1: do whatever our guy thing is you know caveman style start putting yeah, like bats and pulling right? by their hair <laughs> yeah, you know and, and that's the thing is that um, that is that male driven society that you're talking about I mean yeah. it, I'm glad that the conversations are happening these days about the whole male dominated industries and all that kind of stuff you know where equality has been talked about this whole time but there is a foundational root that we need to be the leaders not because it's our um, you know, in us that people expect us to, but because that's what we need to be. It's, right. it's just simple. It's nothing outside of that. That's what we need to be, is we need to be a foundational yeah. rock for everything around us. So I want to be the
0: foundational rock for you two dudes, which in that turn will help you be foundational rocks for the rest of your family. That's mm. right. You know, Jordan Peterson uh, is a psychologist and, and I would call him a Christian, although I don't know that he would call himself a mm. Christian, but he, he's got this kind of uh, golden rule that first you do what's right for you. But not only right for you, it's got to be right for you and your family and your community and the world. Mm -hmm. So that's a good decision. But not only right for all those people, Mm -hmm. it's got to be right right now and in five years, and in 10 years, and in 20 mm-hmm. years. And that hit me so hard that I look. I started going backwards, which is the wrong thing to do. And I just started looking at all the decisions I made. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that wasn't even good for me. So how yeah. could it be good for anybody mm-hmm. else? And now I stopped the, the backpedaling and beating myself up and just go, mm-hmm. okay, now when I got a decision to make, I'm going to base it on that. Yeah. If I tell or if I say this to my wife, is it going to be good for me? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not good for me. Just, <laughs> this isn't going to turn out well. Find another way to say this so that it's good for me mm-hmm. and it's good for my wife mm-hmm. and my kids and everybody else. Yeah. And that was a, a game changer for me as a person where mm-hmm. I could really view things from outside of myself and mm-hmm. how am I affecting everyone else, right? Like it's like the, the butterfly wings on the pond. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to go out everywhere. So you have to be very conscious of the words coming out of your mouth Mm -hmm. and the things that you do and so listening to what Peterson has to say and there's quite a few other psychologists that I listen to that I that are on this same boat that you know you can just give away all your time and all your money and all your efforts but that's not good for you Mm -hmm. and so it's not going to be good for those other people maybe short term or maybe short-lived but you first have to take care of yourself right make sure that you're getting rest. make sure that you're taking care of yeah. your finances make sure that your future is somewhat secured in all those different areas yeah. mm-hmm. and then go do that for everybody you know? yes
1: well that's the thing is that you know my recommendation for you would be to make sure that you get the four-door Maybach <laughs> so, they can, you know, so you can drive around the kids and stuff and then that way it's a benefit to everybody do they make it the in a van like those yeah no man I'm yeah. Saying it's
2: just, a Maybach but, van yeah but see it's, it's
1: very hard though in- Today's society to have that mentality of making sure that everything benefits around you because right. almost every purchase I make today, I don't sit there and buy my latte in the morning and sit there and say this is going to benefit my wife. In right. fact, it, it doesn't at all because yeah. you know I get fatter, I have a, you know sugar <laughs> intolerance, you know, like I'm just an yeah. overall more negative person. Yeah. But I do it because I'm selfish at the moment. So yeah. if I were that's to apply that to happen. everything, oh yeah. my goodness! I mean, I, I wish that I could personally, I yeah. but. Every decision that I make, unfortunately, doesn't reflect on everybody else around me, especially in the work environment. At home, it's a little bit different. I don't just sit there and, you know, make food if my wife is <laughs> lactose intolerant and just be Alfredo again tonight <laughs> there, you know. But but I wish that a lot more people thought about their actions with the people yeah. around them. So,
0: And I don't think we'll ever be perfect at it, no, right? No. It's just like our, our walk with God, that there's an expectation that we're moving towards being more Jesus-like. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take us... 250 years to get there and we only got if we're living life well 100 Mm -hmm. years to do it yeah and so we're just going to be working towards bettering ourselves everything of time and you know maybe this jordan peterson thing 10 years down the road we go like oh that was silly now i found something Mm -hmm. better and we do something
2: we gotta understand because i was going to point that out too that uh knowledge and revelation is always progressive you know what i'm saying so how i think right now might not necessarily be what how i think 10 years from now but it worked today though you know what I'm saying? It ain't affect nobody negatively, but it worked today. Right. So, uh, ten years uh, uh, down the line, it might not be the, the wisest thing, but still, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It is progressive. So, um, whatever it is that I'm doing right now, if it's working, it's gonna work. You know what I'm saying? And That's I'm gonna it. I'm gonna go after it. But then again, as I grow older, I'm gonna implement different things too. Yeah, yeah. It there, there takes. Uh, Elon
0: Musk had said that our bandwidth for our brain. This is just not very good. He's trying to find a way to implement uh, more knowledge into our brain faster, so he's trying to connect the two better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but it, it, there's a revelation in that is that will take us years to figure this stuff out and to be good at it. Mm-hmm. And you know, by the time you're a really, really good dad, you're probably already going to be a grandfather, <laughs> 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 right? Like it's just it's it's a long road. Yeah. But the funny thing with Elon is, at least if he
1: could think faster, it's going to be a benefit to people around him. Yeah. The uh, the. General society, if they could think faster <laughs> is just watching cat videos on YouTube faster. <laughs> right, that's really right. no benefit. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the thing true. is that there's a different context here. Is that That is a, a thinker. That guy right there is, yeah. is that he's not going to waste his time that if he could think faster on, on useless stuff, it's going to be a benefit to everybody as a whole. But the vast majority <laughs> of people is I don't need to think any faster than I already yeah. do. I don't need to listen to more crap news out there that, that's just polluting my brain and thoughts and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know? Um, So this last thing is that I do think that he should be evolving that kind of thing because from him on a health thing I mean could you imagine what we could do with brain disabled children and all that kind of stuff with right. that kind of technology Yeah, yeah. Right? right. so you think of the health and the healing from that but then there's a lot of other people that'll just be able to spew out a whole bunch of useless CNN type stuff a lot faster <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's a benefit for everybody there goes so. our
0: CNN sponsorship yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot Aaron hey man if you're taking sponsorship money for your podcast I shouldn't be here <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, you know I think you nailed it on the head there it is uh, there are some people like I want to know, right? This is mm-hmm. this is what I'm about and if I just sit and plug into a computer, I don't get the friendships yeah. and the relationships that I get now. Mm-hmm. Although if it could be the matrix and I could learn, be a black belt in jujitsu yep. tomorrow, I'm in hundred yep. percent. I want to be a black belt in everything. Yep. You know, if I can learn to fly a helicopter mm. by sitting in a chair for six hours and just then plugging the information, I'm in a hundred percent. And that's the thing though, is unfortunately
1: I don't think that we have yet the, the way to plug in and learn compassion. I don't yeah. think that that's something <laughs> we can buy at Walmart. Um, yeah. Last time I bought it there, it was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Half price compassion. Um, yeah. I'll treat it like full though. Because it's the same thing, (laughs) unless you know what I mean. And that's the the problem with information is that it doesn't teach you how to use it. Um, So you can know everything, but if you if you don't have a little bit of empathy for the guy beside you, then you're just gonna walk over him every
0: time when you have something to say. Again, it's back to the Jordan Peterson, right? It might be good for me, but if it's not good for anyone else, then it's Mm -hmm. just not good. good. Right? It's just not our thing. Yeah. You, where do you guys go for motivation? Uh, You got this, man! Oh my goodness!
2: Yeah, you're my only motivation, so I got this brother right here. i real for real. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I go to myself for motivation. Yeah, not in a selfish way. Not in a selfish Mm -hmm. way, but in the in the um, like, you have it in you. Be honest, man. uh, To be negative. Yeah. um, You have it in you. If you're given the time or the ability, you could do anything. You know what I'm saying? Because the brain is such a beautiful thing. You feel me? The people that are are doing whatever they're doing, they're digging inside of their their, their, their self and bringing that creativity out. You know what I'm saying? So then why don't you become your own motivation? You know what I'm saying? The person that has the juices, that will motivate others. You feel me? I don't got time to be sitting down and listening to this and this and this and Mm that and the other. You know, when I can create that same uh, mm-hmm. content or even better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why can't I do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I, I don't have a passion to go out there and, and, and be a mechanic or be something else. My Mot- motivation is this one thing. You know what I'm saying? So why don't I better myself by digging deep inside of me and getting that information and then motivate myself and then return and motivate somebody else and inspire somebody else?
1: That's good. That's really good. Oh, it's amazing, and that's that's why I threw it to him is because to to learn and dig deep within yourself like that, right? I don't have to look at and not to use your guys or Tony Robbins or anything, but if I'm sitting there watching Tony Robbins and getting motivation from that. What's stopping me from being that? Why, why would I contribute, you know, 600 hours of watching his stuff to learn to be better yeah. instead of just using those 600 hours to be better, yeah. right? And, and that's one of the things that every time I ask him something like that, he kind of flips me on my side because I'm going, oh, I don't need to be investing all this into this and read this and listen to that. It's what do I want to be yeah. and how do I just get there? I yeah. just go there. I don't, you know, there's lessons that we can learn along the way, but a lot of it is that internal drive that you yeah. want to be that instead of watch that.
0: Yeah, and I, 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 I appreciate it, and I, I think it's beautiful. I don't think I have that in me. I think I need that outside. I need to talk to guys like mm-hmm. you and to guys like you and you know, Robbins and Peterson mm-hmm. and um, psychologists and stuff that to gain that um, motivation mm-hmm. where I go, oh, that's way better than what I'm doing, and then mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah, but,
1: but, but better is completely subjective. Right. right. So your message and the way that you deliver it is going to be good for somebody. Maybe not for the same people that Tony Robbins speaks to, but it'll be your own people. It's just that you won't know unless you go out there. But if you go out there and try and be Tony Robbins, you're going to fail, Yeah, right? Because you're you. So you need to just grab your motivation and go up and go do it. And then you'll find, and following is such a crap word, but you'll find the people (laughs) that appeal to your message when you just speak it. Just be that same thing from the very beginning is be authentic with it. So you do have it. It might not be the way that you think you should deliver it, but as soon as you start speaking it, it's going to come out in a way that, that people will... Relate to you
0: with. And there's a bit of that fear in there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is what I'm saying the right thing? Yeah, don't compare yourself
2: to others on that. Right. Because the reason why people will never come out straight and say that, like, uh, do it yourself is because there is a financial uh, attachment. To you, depending on them. Right. Right. So then, if they say that, you know, go out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you still got to buy my merchandise. You still got to buy my stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because then that's how I'm going to get on that private jet. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Get my Maybach too. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> but, you know, basically, I think that God has blessed all of us, you know what I'm saying? Differently. And yes, yeah, some people will have to uh, go out there and, 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 and search for, for, for stuff, and others. It just comes to them naturally. And if you know your strengths and know that, you know, this is uh, uh, what it is that I'm cut out to do, you know, and you do it well, the revelation keeps on coming. You feel Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Ain't no way you're going to dry that up. There is no way you could ever dry things that are inside of you as long as you're practicing them. You know what I'm saying? And the more that you keep on practicing it is the more that you keep on getting the the freshness of what it is that you're supposed to do. Yeah. what i do i ain't seen no a blueprint out here in the streets mm-hmm. right. you know what i'm saying i ain't seen no a blueprint but I, it, it works though yeah you feel me and i can't tell somebody to do the same thing because it's cut especially for me that's right right it's specific for me you know yeah. what i'm saying if i write a book you could read it and it could be like oh man this cat right here he's, he's, this is this is some real truth but it ain't gonna fit you because my shoe size different <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying so then you just gotta find everybody gotta find something that, 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 that is unique to them you know what i'm saying and we might be talking about the same thing but you approach it differently It ain't nothing wrong with that. Right.
1: I, I never heard anybody say you know when they're talking about Billy Graham go well he's no Joe Rogan <laughs> so, or, or the other way where neither one of them are Tony Robbins right like each one of them is cut on their own shoe size yeah. and that's the thing is yeah. that you're, you're the same in a very unique way is right. that you go and do you and you will get the same thing and then nobody will ever say well Chad's no Joe Rogan because that's not your market but if you watch and try and emulate him yeah. then they'll be like oh he's just trying to be like you know be like Rogan yeah so, yeah so you gotta be really careful about the inputs that you're putting into Absolutely. your life because I mean, yeah. you don't want to be a combination of all those guys no, you right. want to be you right? no, exactly. you know. And, and it's fine that they say mm. things and all that but I mean uh, I don't listen to a whole lot of the other podcasts unless they're close people to me kind of yeah. thing because I'm not trying to be them Right, so I don't want to start talking like them. I don't want to start right. doing all these other
2: things because we've got a unique brand, right? And and we're just going to do that. If we don't get, want to muddy the water, exactly. Yeah. And one thing that like walking in here and then seeing the setup that you have in here, I'm like, man, this is beautiful. Yes, right. This is amazing. <laughs> I ain't seen this before. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is really nice. But would I want to do it? No, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This setup wouldn't work for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I admire it. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? I appreciate it. You feel what I'm saying? And I think it's the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. But then it won't work for me. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But then if I come into your studio and, you know, this is what the setup is, I'm going to jive with it. If cool. yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. cause I like it. I, I, I had to get a special mic just for Abe because you see how he's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't work right. But that's the
1: huge dynamic, right? So yeah. I had to recognize that when I was getting technology, is that I need to get something where Abe can move and flow and be all that. And mm. I mean that's just one part of this whole setup. I, I agree. I walked in and I'm just like, damn, I know that I can do that, but shoot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the last thing is that we actually added noise into our podcast because yeah. originally we were in a quiet room yeah and then it was only once we kind of got to the starbucks where, where just the energy flowed yes. a little bit differently yeah. so yeah. being in a, in a room wasn't the same like we, we like it when the police walk in behind <laughs> us like, like, hey, you know? like it's just that flowy kind of feel for us and uh, i mean i love audio audio is my is my jam yeah. i, I yeah. like clean cut you know and all that but Starbucks works the, yes. the ambient noise works for us and yeah. then you got to be dynamic and move is it when they start the, the grinding machine you got to yeah. you, yeah. Know, yeah. you, yeah. you yeah. learn all these yeah. things and, and it actually sounds better yeah. being there in that in that background noise kind of thing it's, it just seems to work. Well, I
0: remember when we when I was getting ready to start this, we had a bunch of practice ones with uh, Mark, who's uh, normally my car, uh, not normally, sometimes my co-host, <laughs> and then I had my wife, and we're trying to decide what the the flow of the podcast is going to be. So we just did our setup, we sat around talked, and it was like. You can't do more than a half an hour. I'm like, nah, I can't even have a good conversation in a half an hour. I I need it to be like minimum an hour, and I would like it to be two. And then all of a sudden, we start doing them, and we're getting like people like more content. We need more from you guys. Like, ah, two hours. Like, I could do more than two hours, and I start feeling so. You know, you always get all this input in your life saying, Mm -hmm. oh, this is good, this is bad, do this, don't do that. And you have to. You have to work that out is for what your end goal is, yes. right? And yeah. and I'm you know, I listen to people all the time. I, I think it's important to mm-hmm. absorb what they're saying. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm gonna do it every single right. time, right? But if someone with the technology background that you do says, mm-hmm. Hey, you know what, you really should upgrade these mics. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, which one should I do? Yeah. Because I'm not the expert in that. I mean, I bought this off of Kijiji for yeah. three hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and got the show started. But uh, you you always have to weigh that out because just someone that looks like an expert mm-hmm. isn't necessarily an expert. I, yeah. you know the people sure. that were advising me on how to do the podcast—they've never done a podcast. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you telling me <laughs> to do more? <laughs> yeah. Right. But um, sitting down with you and you said, "Oh, you try this and do this," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I'm gonna go try that stuff and see how it works for me." Yeah, and then for us, we wanted 30
1: minutes because um, we just took the average drive time, the average commute time for somebody, yeah. and we either wanted to get them that they're just finishing the episode as they got to work and could. You know finish the last two on a good note or that they would finish it just a couple of minutes before they got into work you know it's yeah. a you know average 40 minute commute time so you have enough to spend time and then actually process where we're at before you actually step foot in the office so so a lot of times we're even at 31 minutes and we're okay we got to we got to pull this out even though it's a good one and then we'll do a part two yeah. uh, either right after or, or the next following week because we want to make sure that people can can get in and get out uh, in, in the average amount of time that it would take somebody to drive you yeah know? so uh, and then it's only after we get a certain amount of episodes that they could listen to us all day Um, but the intent was just listen on the way to work so that you can focus but not be so distracted that you can't actually drive and be safe yeah yeah (laughs) you're not
0: yelling and screaming and distracting yeah that's that's right it's just you just
1: simmer and and have a good word of, of guys that are just trying to make the world a better place
0: as a parent like this is all based around technology like what is it eight years ago there wasn't, this wasn't our 10 years ago, this wasn't even, (laughs) podcasting uh, wasn't really, wasn't even a thing, right? (laughs) Um, And so many people are against technology. It's wrecking your life. Social Mm -hmm. media is going to wreck your life and I think this is all a great tool. I don't Mm -hmm. believe any of it is and as a dad, I got to look and say, well, what's the right amount of time for my kid to be on the computer and to, you know, and he mixes his time up between, you know, video editing and Mm -hmm. graphic design and video games so I think it's, you know, if he spends four hours uh, or three hours in an evening on it, I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm not broken up about that mm-hmm. um, what are your guys's feel on technology and how it's guiding our future and and you know is this detrimental to us or is this beneficial to us well, I just
1: don't like the porn it's so easy yeah. for the kids to get a hold of these days um so both of my kids have, have a billion different devices uh, they each yeah. got their own laptop they each got their own you know iPhone uh, my, uh, my oldest uh, has a circle of friends that they all have these iPhones and all that kind of stuff because I think communication has changed over the years. Yeah. Um, we don't have as much opportunity to walk home from school together as we used to. It's just a different world. So if that's their only method of communication with each other outside of that, then great. I'd, I'd love them to learn actually how to dial and answer a phone. Every once <laughs> and that'd be great. Um, but I think exposure to technology is, is the way of the future. Whether or not we yeah. want it to be, yeah. self-driving cars are coming and all that kind of stuff where if they don't understand any kind of technology, Mm-hmm. they're gonna be left behind' really so, to be lost so I just have strict monitoring online and my boys will let me know when they get certain pop-ups and stuff and I'll talk to them about the content that they saw I won't just yeah. take it and mm-hmm. what were you doing because it's not their fault yeah. right. I mean the the way that the internet's designed right now is that these kids are exposed at every single all turn the time, yeah and um, so we try our best to protect but even if we can't protect then we have a discussion about it and make sure that they understand what they're seeing why they're seeing it what kind of industry that is and you know all that kind of stuff because if you just tell them to stop, up, then they don't have enough content on on why is that a bad thing and what yeah. does it do and is that reality and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm all for technology. It's, uh, yeah, I can't get enough of it. So I got, you know, Abe will come over and, and, hey, yeah, you know, I wish that I had this thingamajig that'll do, oh, like one of these, you know, and I'll just whip it out of my back pocket. And, and, and that's the thing is that I just, I love, love technology. Yeah. So, I mean, I spend, my my days are in technology. So, uh So I just everywhere I get a chance, it's just that next thing. No, I don't need to have the latest iPhone XS five point two eight oh but you know, I just like technology. I like to see where things are going. Yeah.
0: Uh, back in the day when radio came out, actually even books—they said books were going to ruin people. They spent all their time <laughs> reading. Oh, yeah, Ooh, how bad. how are they going to get any work done? Yeah. Right. Like um, um, this is a good thing for us, <laughs> you know. And then they went to radio, then to the TV, and all these technologies were supposed to wreck us at one point, yeah. and they've only grown us as a as a culture.
1: Yeah, but but everything that's come along always has that kind of dark side too. Because books oh, came sure. out, and they had you know penthouse and all that that come out. So that's yeah. one thing, and then cars—you know—they get the more horsepower in there. So So there's always a danger that comes with everything. But we had the same lessons from our parents back then is that, you know, if you're going to drag race, trying to do it over here, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like there are just all these conditions to it. It's just the only difference is that it's so much faster that we just got to make sure that we're more on top of it than our parents were. I mean, my parents only had to worry about me finding the magazine stash under the bed. Right. So, you know, it had to be a pretty obvious hack, but now, with technology connected, it's so, finding it uh-huh, anywhere. Uh-huh. So, and, and it's getting thrown in your face. You know, I never had to worry about at home that somebody was throwing a, you know, a Playboy magazine at <laughs> my place, right. but imagine back in the day, if that's what it was like compared to today, yeah. Every street corner you went to, it'd be like Vegas where they're flipping those cards, you know, handing it to you. That's yeah. what it's like in the online world. So you got to manage that.
0: I remember when I volunteered for Big Brothers and Big Sisters, they, they had this massive interview process to make sure you're mm-hmm. good and, you know, you you're answer all the questions. I can't remember. I think it was like a two or three day process of going through. And one of the things was the pornography. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, what do you think about pornography? And I'm like, well, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like if you turn on your TV, you're going to see a girl in a really skimpy Absolutely. bathing suit. If you're going, you know, stops that our kids sit at you get, before they get picked up, have picture, derogatory pictures on yeah. them. And again, I, I, I'm on board with you. I'm not one of those people that are like, don't do that. It's bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is what's not good about mm-hmm. this, and this is why people do this. And it's yeah. more of a give them a whole bunch of content and then let them decide. And I yeah, think kids make, are
1: way smarter than you yeah. give them credit for. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. But that again, that's just our society thinking that we know everything about everything. Right. And if you can humble yourself to say, you know, I'm telling this kid, you know, to learn
0: from what they see rather than telling them what to learn. Yeah, it, it changes everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. I uh, I love that mentality. I I hate being the the ogre dad. Mm-hmm. That like stop doing that. Don't like I, yeah. I I just I don't like the way it feels. I don't like the way it sounds. Yeah. And so I just try to give. Hey, you realize when you do that, this is what everyone's hearing. This is what everyone's seeing. So yeah. let's. This is maybe not a good idea for you. Yeah, right.
1: I, I usually even take that next step deeper and just get to the why did you do that? And then yeah. you the what you learn from that is just amazing because mm-hmm. then you see the inputs that are going into these children. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they they sit there and go and touch the hot stove even after you told them not to. You're kinda of like, So why did you do that? Yeah. And then, you know, they go into this whole curiosity thing or whatever and you're kinda of like, Okay, that's great. So there are certain things in this world that, you know, if you don't listen to me, you are gonna get hurt and these are consequences of that. But if you just said, Don't touch the hot stove, you'll get burned. Yeah. Well, if they have no context of what "burn" means, yeah, yeah, then then there's no reference to link the two together. So
0: I started doing that as of maybe a year or two ago. Is mm-hmm. as asking my kids, hey, "Why? Why did you make that decision?" Mm-hmm. Like even after I said, "Hey, if you keep yelling, yeah. you're going to lose your privileges," yeah. and then you kept yelling. So okay. when they're calm, I'll go to them and say, "Hey, what? What wow. were? You? <laughs> yeah. I told you what I was going to happen. That's this is not a big secret." Yeah. When did you think, or when do you think your kids actually got a grasp on why they were doing things?
1: Ah, uh, so my my oldest is doing way better than my youngest at this point. Um, but yeah, it was about uh, ten, ten or eleven years old where my oldest one yeah. just clicked everything into place. Wow. And and it's uh and I, and I really don't like the word you know subservient or or anything yeah, yeah. like that. But I mean anything that we ask him to do is just done. There's yeah. no questions. Uh, you know. Barely even any grumbling these days, you know, yeah. but the younger one is just procrastination and everything, but he's not 10 yet either. So I can't also put the same expectation on right. him because yeah. he's also an individual. So, so that's the thing is that just based on watching the older one right now, I'll just keep doing that model until. Yeah. but I can't, we find ourselves all the time, you know, grilling on the young one. You even heard me say that here, but he's not the same age. He's not the same yeah, place I, in his life and he's not yeah. that. So I'm hoping that, you know, soon enough, They'll just turn around and do the same thing, you know. And if not, I'll do the deep dialogue with. Him. It's all good. We uh, we
0: we had our my daughter first, and uh, she was awesome. She she was the best baby, and uh, she's a rule follower. So mm-hmm. we're like, man, we rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are so good at this. Let's have another one. And yeah. then my son came out. With the complete <laughs> yeah. like, opposite. What do I do? And you taught them the same way, and they just grow up so different. They're, they're yeah, really the, like. Uh, I was uh, listening to a podcast on a guy that did genetics, and they said all the decisions your kid's going to make were decided when they were conceived. Mm -hmm. And so that there's there's something inside of their DNA that's going to give them, like the culture will have a small amount of what our influence will be a small amount, but there's already been determined. And then you look scripturally and God basically, he already knows what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's beautiful when you see those two come together, science mm-hmm. and, and uh, theology. But I see that in my kids. And now I sit back and I look <coughs> at them and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to hound on this kid because this is just who he is. Unless mm-hmm. it's harmful to right, him, right. you know, for now or yeah. for the future. Um, I, I basically let them kind of do what they want. And mm-hmm. when things go real, I'm like, you guys get that. I don't have a lot of rules for you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> these are the couple we got in the house that we got to follow. Yeah. And, uh, but because of that, I think that's why I have a great relationship with my kids mm-hmm. is that I'm not that, this is the rule, don't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's that dialogue and that's important in every relationship though too, you know, I mean most of the you time don't give we- your wife rules uh, well, that's, I, was, I was just getting, getting, getting into that. Is that. What really? if we
1: actually treated our spouses the same way we treated our kids? Mm. We'd have a way better marriage. You know, yeah. That when we have a conversation, instead of us being right and them being wrong yeah. or whatever, what uh, if yeah. we said, hold on a second here, let's back this off. Yeah, You know, why is it that you feel the way that you do? And yeah. it's just going to turn out because, you you know, you didn't kick the snow off your shoes before you came in. <laughs> but you didn't know because you already went swinging into this other thing that yeah. is related to the bathroom being dirty. You, yeah. you, but she's already upset from that other thing. Yeah, you just yeah. asked, you know, you know, but... We don't do that. Right.
0: I uh, I have an admission. Uh, I, I did something horrible as a husband. We and my wife were arguing one time. And I literally walked in with a pen and paper. And I said, okay, just write down the stuff you want me to do. And oh. the <laughs> look on her face is like, what kind of retard? And I'm watching her going, what? This is the best solution ever. <laughs> it was not a good solution. No. <laughs> uh, we we seem the, so
1: clever sometimes uh, as men, is it? We're yeah. very just solution driven. Just write it down. Just write and down. I'll do it down. follow this damn <laughs> <me>. thing. <Exactly. laughs> that would have worked. Yep. Never. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, I look back over my marriage, uh, you know, being a dad, being a husband, and all the mistakes I made, and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, yeah. how did I even come to that conclusion that mm-hmm. that this would be? And it doesn't. Yeah, at least <laughs> yeah. we self reflect. Uh, a lot of people don't. They just do think yeah. that they're
1: right yeah. and uh, their way is the only way. And then that's really, really damaging mentality.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that you did. Doc, Dr. Phil says, Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not about right. being a um, a footstool or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's like, okay, well, how's this going to work? It's not yeah. me against my wife or me against you. It's, it's just like, what can we do to yeah. make our relationship yeah. better? Well, and then people think that happy is being rich and all
1: that kind of stuff, right? And that's Things that the, there's too many links between what they think happiness and wealth and all those are is that you can still be happy and be middle class, yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. Or for poor real. for that matter. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: The uh that's back to the scripture about uh why can God trust you with more if you can't mm-hmm. handle what you got if you're not happy with where you are now, why is he gonna give you that's more right. to yeah, make you absolutely. unhappy? Yeah. It doesn't make you, know, you you can fight for it and you can mm-hmm. definitely get it, but just be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just just make the choice that this is a good thing for you for yeah. real. Yeah. For real. Well, guys, I think we're uh, like an hour and a half in. Do you guys have anything you want to you want to plug? Uh, it's. You, it's your show. <laughs> Two shows.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you do that, man. You do oh, it man, good, no, no. bro. I just, just I'm get well, it. I'm
1: almost wondering if we should go for uh, brunch over at Abe's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abe's the restaurant. Yeah, That's yeah. not your restaurant, is it? No, it
2: ain't my restaurant. Oh, okay. okay.
1: But, but it's their people. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're my people. They're my people. You know what I'm saying? 100. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean overall, uh, we we just respect Starbucks. We thank you for having us on the show. Yeah, thank um, you for being here. It was really really good. And yeah, I mean overall for us, we uh, we give a couple of shout outs, you know, odds and ends and all that. But uh, we just like what we do. And, yeah. yeah uh, we we like to just get together with other people. Uh, you know, whether you're like minded or not, uh, I, I think that there's just a way to have a discussion. Absolutely. And, uh, and you can make things happen. And as long as people are talking, in, in a way. Uh, it's productive. So this, yeah. you know, goes back to those original goals of how do I make the people around us better, and uh, you guys make me better in this episode, and so in turn, I can now go make other people better. So, awesome. you know, mission accomplished.
0: Well <laughs> Well, I appreciate you guys thank you so much for coming on uh, you've given me lots to think about and that's the whole purpose of this is to, to give people something to think about change their lives and make it better so I appreciate you guys I appreciate the motivation you gave me in the beginning with the podcast and coming on the show and definitely have you back again sure no that's a good time oh, awesome. sure. and so this is uh, Chad with I want to know uh, with the guys from Two a straight and she, conversations with Abe, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys on the next show oh. Happy a good day.